some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, episode 174. The day is Monday, May 10th, 2021, currently 6.51 p.m., and it's Ben Robinson's birthday. It is. Shout out to Ben Robinson. Shout out to Ben Robinson. Happy birthday. Bearded, what do we call him? Bearded Ben? Ginger Bearded Ben? B-Rob? Goes by many names. Yeah, many names. Most commonly Ben, but... uh, Happy, no, happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday, dude. Last time last time I saw Ben was on my birthday. Believe it or not. Damn. I back in August. Really? Yep. Cause I had I because Ben and I live in the same vicinity. Oh, right. Like we live we live probably ten minutes from each other. And I was oh, wow. at I was at a bar with my friend Carl, social not social distancing because we were there together, but we right. we were there legally. We wore <gasps> masks inside. Um, and while Carl was trying to hit on the waitress, I messaged the group because, like, what are you going? I'm I'm the antisocial friend who just immediately yeah. goes on his phone. I'm like, I'm Feel gonna that. pretend to occupy myself. Mm. Um, I have important emails to look at. I have important emails to <laughs> check through. Right? I am a working professional now. Yes, yes, yes. Let yes, me yes. just check my Gmail really quick. Mm. And um, I sent a message to the Waxats and group chat that we have, which is a group chat with all the boys, and yeah. um sent a message uh, more towards Ben and Joe because they're the ones that are closest in the area. Um, and the bar that we were at is a notorious, not a notorious, sounds really bad. Yeah, it does but sound it's a, bad. It's a, it's a popular establishment for older women to mm. pick up younger men type thing. It's a right. cougar bar effectively, right. which is obviously why we were there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I see. I see. No, not entirely. Um, but entirely. But entirely. And uh, it's called, what is it called? Oh, it's called Aw Shucks. You've definitely heard right. Joe talk no, about I've this before. Right. No, I've definitely heard You've heard Joe talk about this a lot. Yeah. Joe frequents this place many times. As I would expect. As you, as you would expect. And so I sent a message to the chat saying something like, um, like I think it was targeted at Joe and Ben because I knew they're the only ones that would show up because they're the only ones that have access to an immediate vehicle and don't live two hours away. Um, so I said, like, aw shucks, at aw shucks, we'll prob- probably be here for a while, um, like come through kind of a thing. And then 15, 20 minutes later, I, just, I hear, Dylan, <laughs> from across the bar. And then I see Ben walk over with his giant ginger beard and his his classic red and dark greenish and yellow flannel that he, right. that he always wore oh yeah i'm like oh hell yeah brother and uh yeah then ben showed up i haven't seen him chat. in person since school to be honest i don't it was it was weird i didn't realize how much i had missed these people before like seeing yeah. them in person you know i'm like wow like so much of my like our time and energy was spent around each other and mm-hmm. it's not it's I don't miss them like I miss like a like a family member who I haven't seen in forever, but you kind of get used you kind of get used to not seeing them in a weird way. But then kind the of, moment yeah. you see them, moment you see them in person, that makes me sound like a bit of a dick. But it was 
no, but the moment that you see them then in person you're like oh my god like all these all these memories come flooding back that's why it's like whenever we can do it we have to do like the same thing that that we did in third and fourth year where we all go to a bar and there's like 10 of us yeah because this was gonna be like we did that one first time in third year and then beginning of fourth year and it was our like we hadn't seen each other really for the summer yeah typically it's like four months away for most of us yeah and then uh we all get to see each other again and get prepared for the for the year so after all this time man we need to have that because that would be an absolute blast oh dude there there would be no time left in the day like you'd need like two days for that yeah just one giant one giant camping trip I'm here for it. I'm bring I'm my paddleboard. Bring bring the new bring paddleboard. Bring the paddleboard. I haven't gotten the paddleboard yet. Still saving, but slowly putting money. This is going to be the future anyway. So you you might actually have your paddleboard at the time. Oh, I will have it. Guaranteed. You will have it. Confirmed. I'm going to be there, making you know, eating way too many s'mores and being while completely you're gonna be, you're hammered. Gonna be, you're going to be drinking wine out of the filters that you assemble on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Really out just of it. put things in perspective. I just have like the out the outtake tube just in my mouth, just you drinking just... The, the the crushed grapes. You just need a camelback full of beer. That you would know, like be those really good. Backpacks with uh, yeah. the feeding tubes. Speaking of which, did you ever see that commercial when you were a kid? A craft dinner commercial where a kid would put mac like a craft dinner mac and cheese into a blender, blend it up, and put it in a. One of those like kid baseball those, hats with the yeah, beer cans. one of those baseball yeah, hats, wow. and then he would like ride around and or like play street hockey with his friends or something, and would be sipping on that. See, Do I don't remember, remember being craft dinner, but I remember that being like one of those old school commercials for like something else for Kool Aid probably or something like that. I'm pretty sure I could probably find this craft dinner commercial. Commercials were commercials for like food and snacks were weird as a kid. Yeah, remember they like really the fruit were. roll-up ones and stuff like that? Fruit roll-ups, fruit gushers. Yeah, the fruit, oh my god, the gushers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones where you would, one person would eat one, and then it would be this giant explosion, like giant burst, and it would like yeah. cover everything. Wild, yeah. dumb commercials, but it works, because we're still remembering them, I guess, so. Craft Dinner Street Hockey. Oh. <laughs> I think Found it that it. quick. Um, I don't remember seeing this one. I remember seeing a similar thing, but for like, an actual beverage oh, commercial, but I don't remember it being for so craft gross. dinner. It sounds um, like it would be gross. I'm sending you the link right now through the Snapchat. I feel like having a camel, a camelback, whatever. Is it a camelback or camel, camel pack? Camelback. It is camelback. Okay, because so. it's like camels hold water. In yeah, their humps I thought so. I just wasn't entirely give yourself sure. an artificial hump and right. I think Cold if you water. filled that with beer, though, it would probably go flat before the time you finished it, unless oh, you're guaranteed. really going hard. Yeah, it depends on how fast. But I'm a weirdo. Get... I like flat, fizzy things. So, ew. Yeah, like it's flat Coke. Oh my god! Or flat ew. Pepsi or flat Sprite. Flat Sprite is like, it's Does flat. Mean it just loses its carbonation. Yeah. Sorry, is that okay. an English thing to say? No, it's not. I just don't drink pop. Oh, so okay. I'm on another plane. Because you're yeah. you're on your way to being Mr. Vegan or Super Vegan. I'm just, I'm on my way to being the, I don't even you know. You got to become like it. full vegan, go on like a juice 
like just drink detox for like three months straight and you're gonna be like you're gonna look like a guru and you're gonna be like you know 85 pounds <laughs> just my skin gets really dark and all my facial hair turns yeah. gray and start wearing round glasses and lots of like jewelry head. lots of like necklaces and those big like band uh bracelets and mm. you paint your fingernails and you also don't cut them and then you're just like yeah i don't know i could see that and then you paddleboard, and then you look like Jesus on a paddleboard. And then they're like, Are you Jesus? Mm. And they're like, No, I just drive a Mazda CX thirty. And then there's the commercial. I'm basically I'm basically a religious deity, but for Kodo. <laughs> for <laughs> for Mazda. It'd be a bit intense. That would be a bit intense to be I honest. don't know if I would particularly I don't know if enjoy the long. I don't know if I've mentioned else. it before, but I, I I'm pretty sure I've asked you and you have not seen the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Correct. Um, shot in Toronto or most of it was anyways. Um, but in it, the, like it's, it's based on a comic book and like the whole like effects of the movie. It's like a live action comic book, Mm -hmm. the way it's made. And like, I guess this part where he falls in love with this girl and to date her, he has to defeat in battle her like seven, previous exes seven evil exes jesus christ and one of them played by um sounds like a lot of work played by oh i forgot his name now i can't remember the actor's name but he's like because he's turned he's in a band and he's a bass player but he's vegan but he's like got superpowers because he's a vegan he comes from like a society it's like special you go to like vegan school and you learn like you have these like superpowers. What? Because you're vegan. It's it's like them playing a joke on like vegans thinking they're like better than everyone. Yeah, and that's that's why I don't so funny. That's, that's why, why I, I can subscribe. picture. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. That's why I don't subscribe to using that term more out of the fact that I think it's become politicized. It is. In a way. It has. Where to say like I'm vegan or I'm vegetarian is like saying I support the left or I support the right. Or it's it it has Definitely the same left. effect. It has the yeah. It, it it's a leftist thing to do, but it has the same effect as to say like I subscribe to a very to a particular plant based point of view. Just saying you're plant based is like you can't fuck with that. I like, and I'm not entirely. I'm not I'm not entirely plant based. I eat chicken. I eat I eat dairy most yeah. days. It's good. Cheese is you good. Know, like, Yogurt. Dabble good. with Greek yogurt. Ice cream. Dabble with good. cheese. I don't need a lot of ice cream anyways. To be Me honest. neither, to be honest. But any any milk that I have is, is like an almond milk or anything, but that's just because I like it. It's flavorful. Yeah. You can get dairy free ice cream, but it's A expensive and B usually tastes like shit. Yeah. Never had good experience with no, plant based ice cream. No. To be honest. Neither. No. I don't it would, think it I would either. it would take a lot for me to go full full plant-based i think yeah i would entertain the idea of doing it for like three months just to see what happens yeah well it depends if we have a place together and it's just like you know old rugs and tons of plants like to the point where it looks like it's jumanji in the place Mm -hmm. and it's just like you have to like good good connection there yeah and you just have to we have to like machete your way through to go to the bathroom um and then we go we both go on like a juice cleanse for like a month and we're Dude, we're there to like you to save die. to save, <laughs> dude. Maybe I don't know. Maybe 
but like we're just sitting there and like because we don't have energy to do anything we're just like there meditating taking care of our little tomatoes and jalapenos are growing on our wall garden mm. see that's one thing that is really aspirational and one thing i strive to push myself towards that whole vision yeah that whole vision to an extent. <laughs> but like growing more food than not in a way like if i can get yeah, it'd be 50% cool to get into of, it. 50% of the food that I eat from growing, which living in a in a bedroom in a in a rented house is not entirely practical because I can't just dig That's up the backyard. That's where we come in, backyard. though. That's where we come in, That's though. That's where we come in with a design idea. Vertical planter. I was thinking about that um, today, actually. I was like, I'd like to grow my own, like, hot peppers. Dude, two That seems ago. fun. Two years ago, I probably got close to 50, 60 jalapenos. Yeah, all just from sick. growing them. Because I used to work at the garden center and mm. we worked on on a consignment basis with this company that would send in um like uh veggies and herbs in these little potted plants. And whatever we would sell, they would get a specific percent. And then whatever we didn't sell, if it was past a particular date, we would just have to bin because it was too old, which is an extraneous waste of materials and yeah, resources and like plants it. in general. Um, so there was one day where the contract was up and like, well, it's like we've got we've got nothing left to do with these, so we're just going to bin them. And I was like, can if they're going to just get thrown out, why don't I just take a bunch? Yeah. I probably took like twelve jalapeno plants home. Nice. Plus, plus some banana peppers and some Ooh. normal red bell peppers and some cherry tomatoes and everything. And I got so many jalapenos because they love like hot, yeah. hot, humid dirt and put them in all in a, in two big Rubbermaid containers together. Just let them do their thing and got so many peppers. That sounds awesome, man. I, I want to do it that. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. Would cut them up. We'll just take one, cut it up, put it on a pizza, put the pizza yeah. on the barbecue. Now oh. you're rocking and rolling. It was amazing. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And I think if you can do that with, like stuff like lettuce and kale and chard and spinach mm-hmm. and all that, then that's a whole other level. Cause you're, I think there's a different, a deeper connection to it too. Just like fully throw everything out the window. It, it You're growing food that you are using. Yeah. Like I haven't yourself. really, it might shock you, but I'm not a farmer. Um, really? I don't really uh, grow plants, but no, I would imagine it's almost like a similar feeling to like... It's like raising a child and then eating it. I also wouldn't have that experience, but... um, No, me neither. Not really. Especially eating it. But um, I would I would imagine it's something <laughs> similar to when you're like cooking. Like when you have a campfire and you're all sitting around a campfire and you're cooking on it. It's a very primal thing. Because you're like people... Or you're the one that makes the fire. That's That's better because you're like, man, people like... Your ancestors were doing this, you know, the ancestors of the ancestors were doing this thousands of years ago, the same way they were doing that, except maybe thing. they didn't have the lighter that we used because when we got fed up with trying to start it, <laughs> so we just, yeah. they didn't have that, but let me, let me get the flamethrower and they didn't have the special, I don't know, specialty soil that you can buy for the plants, but they had their ways, but, um, they still did it. It's a very, at the end of the day. yeah, it's a very like natural thing. Yeah. Seems fun. I love to like. I'd like to I love it. to grow my own sweet potatoes, normal potatoes, turnips. Sweet potatoes would be cool. Love the to, power love food. To grow some of that big time. 
How long, they, some sweet how long uh, do those take? I don't know. Actually. How I um, say how tedious are potatoes days. to grow? They seem pretty like you just put them in the ground, let them do his thing, and you're like, or I'll see you in a few months. I think that's basically what it is. They seem pretty re- like pretty resilient because they don't need much sunlight, do they? No, I think was that like a science class thing where you'd go put it in your closet or something, and you'd grow yeah, a little no, potato. Well, yeah, it's like you remember you. would I think you had a bag of potatoes in your closet one time, and you took oh, them out, yeah. and they, they had all the, the oh, little yeah, eyes yeah, yeah, yeah. growing out of them, like the little wild. spuds. And I think like yeah. they'll grow pretty much anywhere. What really amazes me are mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. Fungi are But they fascinate the fuck out of me, man. Dude, They're mushrooms. so cool. I just did meal prep for this week, and I started- I saying, I just did mushrooms? I, d- I wish. And I have this, like, you know, glass or whatever pyrex container i have the chicken i put some olive oil in it and i had some like chicken rub that i got some salt some pepper some garlic some um chili powder um and i was like rubbing all this in and then once like the chicken's got maybe another five to eight minutes left i chuck in a bunch of mushrooms put a little more olive oil on them and Mm. like toss them in the juices and everything and let them cook and they come out like super soft they still got a little bit of a bite to them and they taste amazing. What does a mushroom taste like? Oh my god! I've never just eaten like a, a mushroom. Pure mushroom. It, it's definitely a unique taste, right? I don't know if there's anything mm. that really tastes like mushroom other than mushrooms. Mushroom. Does it taste like fungus? I have. I don't think I've eaten other fungus, fungi, whatever. Other than so mushrooms. other than mushrooms, so I don't know. But they're good. They just seem, they it. scare me in a way because they seem like you, it would get out of control very fast. And they're just, the they just—they start going everywhere, and you're like, "Jesus Christ! We can't—we're t- getting taken over by mushrooms here." That's—that's that's the thing that—not that it freaks me out, but that's what impresses me. It's like they'll grow anywhere, and yeah. they grow off dead stuff. <laughs> like yeah. typically, stuff that grows on dead things is not good. Typically, I typically, guess. like you wouldn't want to consume that because it's decaying material. Yeah, that does. Yeah, you know. True. I remember one time, I think it was at work. I might have mentioned it on the show, actually. And I think I'm allowed to say it, so I'll say it. And if not, we can cut it out at a future point. Okay. But there was uh, This is the story of almost running over Patrick Burke on it with a forklift. It's not that? No, okay. that did that did happen. Yeah, that did. <laughs> did almost run over Patrick Burke. Saw Patrick Burke or connector. Saw him on a video call a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago. Right. Seems to be doing good. He shaved, though, which I was quite shocked. Yeah, I... It's like, whoa, sir, hello. I saw a picture in the wax hats, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a company approached um, us at work and asked if we could, I think somehow, I don't know how we do it. Maybe we had them, but the, there's specific vessels that you transport bodily, like bodies in from a morgue or bodies right. that have been cut up and- like a body Basically, bag type thing, or is it more of a like a solid box? No, like a like a giant like imagine like a roto molded barrel that right. is just full of kind of like a human slushy. Nice. Because Right. It's just like a giant a, like a, what they transport like like transplant stuff, like a heart or a or a kidney or something where it's like an ice box, those type of medical boxes. But just a big something, one. Something something similar like that, but it's it's less to preserve the 
the right. contents inside and it's more to make sure that what's inside doesn't get out because mm. there's a Gross whole stuff. amount of human slushy. I think it was a pretty good way of that it. you can get from decaying human remains. And that was yeah. one thing I never thought about. Like someone somewhere had to sit down at their computer, open up SolidWorks and 3D model <laughs> a vessel that eventually was going to contain a whole bunch of human body parts. Yeah. That makes me laugh though, because it's one of those things that you wouldn't think about it until we went through the program and you'll be out and you'll see something that's so silly. Yeah. Something that you don't think of. And you'd say to someone, someone had to sit down and 3d model that in SolidWorks. Most likely. And then they're like, that doesn't seem too bad. And it's like, well, because you haven't used SolidWorks. Yeah, you have and it just like not. if you're going in there you're like i want to make some rad like i don't know light fixture or product but it's like mm-hmm. you're making a human slushy transport box yeah it's like a big gulp cup for human bodies <laughs> it's pretty messed up oh it's wally weird. conspiracy yeah literally. you heard you've heard that one right with the theory the the film theory that like no, not the film. Oh, they're, for Wally, know you know the big ship all the humans are on, right? Mm-hmm. And they they're eating and drinking constantly. Well, they said like someone didn't estimate or something, but they never show how they grow food. True. How they how it's sustainable enough to keep growing food, for people, and because everyone's being so unhealthy, there'd be a lot of people dying. And there's a movie theory that. They take the human remains and that's what they're pumping into the food and what they're slurping down and everything. And there's like a few things throughout the movie that kind of like, if you have that in your mind, you're kind of like, oh, that kind of, that would make sense. Yeah. I think that's naturally unhealthy though for the body, like to consume the same, you're consuming the same type of DNA and proteins and everything. That's why you're not, you can't eat, um... I was going to say you can't eat humans, but you I mean, can. Hannibal Lecter did that, but you can't eat the brain, I don't think. You can't eat the brain, no. That's the, that's get, the thing. Um, yeah, there's a thing about this. eating oh, the same me, species or the same species eating itself, like the brain like that, you get something bad. Yeah. Except um, we can eat, eat monkey brains, though. That's a delicacy in Middle in Mil- East somewhere. Remember um, yeah. the second Indiana Jones movie? Um, I think so. Whether in like the, the pal before they go underground in the creepy place that always scared me as a kid, but um, they're having like dinner with like the little prince who's like a five year old kid, and they have like okay. the Dallas yeah. delicacy and they bring out and it's like a monkey's head and they take the top of the head off and they're eating the brains like with a spoon. That was a freaky movie, man, as a kid. Bleh. Which it, this is embarrassing to say, but. I started watching that um, Raiders Lost podcast. Those guys are really mm-hmm. cool. I really like, and they do cool like facts and stuff, talking about cool behind the scenes and facts that, about movies and whatever. I I had no idea, and it's probably such an obvious thing. But the second Indiana Jones movie is a prequel, it takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh shit! And I n- never knew that apparently for the longest time. Never clicked in. I always thought it was in order, and I'm now thinking about. it, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the movie it tells you that the year it takes place in which is smaller oh. than the year that it says Raiders Lost Ark takes place in. Let's see that would make sense. 
um, prions. Prions are something that occurs in your brain, and a prion-based right. disease is something that you can get when you ingest the brain of another living creature, right. in which case, from eating another human brain, you can get a disease called kuru, which is very similar to um, like a mad cow type right. disease. Um, and prions are... I think prions can be dormant, kind of like cancer cells where they just mm. kind of don't do much. They they can just chill. But if for whatever reason they're activated through something that you consume or through diet or just randomly, just mm. genetically, then I think it can really fuck your brain up. Damn. That's how people go, people go crazy. Um, but it is, by all definition, legal, in America anyway, don't know about Canada, to consume human flesh. The only right. challenge being... You can't... It's illegal to get it. It's illegal to get it because the probably the only way you're going to get it is by killing another human or yes. cutting off someone's arm, yes. which has assault and all these other charges against yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of a frowned upon I thing. I think unless another person willingly submits to it, that's different. I feel like even then, I don't think you would get away with it. There would be a yeah, lot of would. proof for you to... Because they'd be like, what What are you on? Why yeah, are you doing you'd probably this? go both to a mental hospital, to be honest. Yeah, A, you agree to let someone else consume parts of your body. And B, you are the person that proposes... I'm going to eat part of person X. Right. That's a bit weird. I like how we talked about me wanting to grow hot peppers, and now we're talking about eating people. You got to work the entire spectrum of things. Right. I'll bring up something design-related okay. that I was telling you about on Friday. Um, oh, yeah, Friday. What think? What did you think of that? That was really cool. Any, I was... any key takeaways for you from that? We did a little four GT wing shop tour. <laughs> no, I was yeah, I was saying to my cool. dad it was cool though. I was like, it's it's cool. Like, I've I've been lucky enough to see ever since it was released, they've always had at least one or two at the auto show. Yeah, and when when it got re, uh, unveiled, uh, which I think they first unveiled it, I don't know if it was Geneva or if it was the the Detroit Motor Show mm-hmm. or Detroit Auto Show, whatever. Um. But it was like, you know, the classic blue and they had like the whole Ford booth was dedicated to the, you know, the Ford GT. And then the year after that, there was like two. And then the year since then, there's been like three, you know, different areas around the place. And so I've I've seen quite a few of them and been able to get kind of close and taking a lot of pictures. And but it was cool to be like, I've seen this wing and now I'm like holding it. Mm hmm you know, kind of thing. I'm like looking at it. I can touch it. Like I can see how it's made kind of, cause it's still Not a mystery of how the hell it goes together, but God, no it's seeing it like that is such a cool, you know, the behind the scenes of it is really neat. Mm-hmm. Any, any, yeah. any big insights from, from Lachlan and the stuff that he was talking about? Um, Hmm. You have to say something cause he will listen to this. Now I feel now you're putting me on the spot. Now I feel like it uh takes a sip of water gingerly. Well, I mean the stuff that you're talking about with the actual fiberglass stuff was really cool. 
because I didn't really I knew like the basic one where it's like you you have the material and then you like slap on with a paintbrush like you paint over like with the resin and because mm-hmm. that's what I was used to seeing a little bit of Hitman like if they had to patch up some stuff or sometimes they get like old like um European cars just English cars went through where they were just like we're gonna fiberglass everything mm-hmm. um so I, that's what I saw but I didn't realize all the other stuff that went into it it's pretty intense um I didn't realize it either I didn't know how most of that stuff was made until like two months into the job. Yeah. Like I need to, I need to figure this out. I need to understand like what goes into these things. Yeah. It's, it's cool knowing that like, and actually seeing how that, how that works now. It's more knowledge yeah. about materials and manufacturing, right? That's yeah. I found the, the whole stuff on kind of making the job, what you want it to be really interesting. Where yeah. You know, he always wanted to work for a company like General Dynamics, but mm-hmm. kind of realized that maybe GE wasn't all it was cracked up to be from an internal perspective. But and that's what being I was saying, right? That was like, at, an, at arm's length is like, yeah, it's just as good, if not better, because he has control. It's over probably that. better because, yeah, because you have yeah. the control. You you can say no if you want it because you're not working for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was like like when we're talking to Bruce way back and. The idea of like, you know, you finally got your dream job. You know, you went to school for this and this is what you've always wanted. And now you're doing it. You're like, I'd actually, you're actually unsure, like but you're like, you almost feel like guilty to feel unsure. Cause you're like, well, I should love, I'm in like an amazing position that, mm-hmm. and that people would kill for kind of thing. Like I shouldn't feel like it. So that was interesting. The idea of like, you know, it's okay. Yeah. If you realize that it's okay, you know, there. And, um, it was, it was a very, I found it very insightful. Yeah. Like I've worked well, that with too. And now for, for like 11 months and right. some of the stuff he was talking about, I had no idea and curious just about his perspective on a lot of things too. Well, that and the point, whole was very photography insightful. thing was actually interesting. I was like, that that's was super cool. cool. But, um, especially when you're talking about that, uh, work, like what I found cool with him talking about, uh, like the professionalism. Mm-hmm. Cause like we like we talk a lot about how they prepared us to be professional, but in more of a like a how you present yourself and present your company or your school or whatever, and like more about how you carry yourself and stuff like that. But it, but I didn't. I've never thought of the way he talked about it before, where he was like having the experience at a larger professional company. And learning how to do things in a professional, like proper way. Yeah. And now taking that knowledge and understanding and bringing it to a smaller um, company and having that benefit of like knowing how it's ran in a big company and taking the, the pros from that and kind of merging it together what you're with what you're doing with a smaller company. I thought that yeah. was actually really cool. I never thought of it that way. I was like, that's actually, yeah, that's actually a really Me cool neither. concept, right? Like a powerful yeah, thing. So much great insight from that entire episode. Yeah. And it's, it's like, dude, we, we have that now. We, we have that now. We cataloged that conversation. That's a, yeah. that's a learning for Can that be a new saying? Catalog the conversation. <laughs> oh shit. Write that one down. That yeah. deserves a sticky note. It it's, does. uh, it's cool that like we we were able to help curate that and 
bring that out of out of him in in conversation and now share that but it's also like a direct learning for us especially being so young being at the very beginning of what hopefully ends up being a fruitful career there's um i think there's a big benefit in gaining those insights and those perspectives early on and just it's like trying all different types of food to figure out what you like to eat you know we can listen to all these different people's perspective and figure out what resonates with us mm-hmm. which is which is super cool yeah it's trying to soak up as much knowledge as possible at the you know while we're at the beginning yeah because you know the older the older people in the industry would be like oh i wish we knew this when i started mm-hmm. and then like again all the profs that we had would say stuff like that like we wish we knew what we were teaching you guys when mm-hmm. we started and now you get, now we can share the knowledge with you while you're starting and yeah, yeah, already so. you have kind of an advantage in that, you know? So mm-hmm. no, I definitely, it was, uh, no, it was actually really cool. Eventful yes. drive, but it was cool. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. How'd the, actually how'd the, the Beamer might go? be fixed. I might have, after we're done Ooh. this, I'm going to pop out around the block. Um, I think my dad might've fixed it. So figure out what the issue was. Yeah, it was, um, there's this uh part i think it's to help with like the emissions and stuff like that where it's it's taking oil out and pumping it somewhere else and oh yeah just like a lot of cars they use a lot of plastic parts that are only really meant to survive for like you know three to five maybe seven years before they have to be replaced yeah you know on purpose right it's designed to Mm -hmm. fail kind of thing right and with the car being what 18 years old Ooh. almost um big old it's old those boy. parts haven't been replaced and so instead of bendy tubes and you know all this stuff it's become hard tubes that when you try to bend they just break and they crack wow. and so this part cracked and so there's a there's a vacuum leak and instead of pumping the oil out or whatever it was basically letting it just go directly into the intake for the engine and it was feeding it into you know into the cylinder so it was burning oil that's why i was smoking so much so um the part to completely replace it isn't that expensive but it's like an eight to ten hour job just to get to it because you have to get under the intake which on the Mm -hmm. that bmw engine is like you know it's a big job just clearing your way to get there but uh, my dad, we were watching videos, and my dad was. There's a thing that a lot of people do because it's a common thing with a car, uh, where they go buy, uh, they get a catch can, like a separate oh, catch okay. can, and they, you can, take like the, the tube that was going into that part that failed, put it into a catch mm-hmm. can, and route it back into like where the dipstick goes for the oil, yeah, where they have that little reservoir for the oil. You can route it that way, so, um. So the oil can go there and then hmm. it also helps um, get rid of some oil leaks around the whole engine because that's a place to go now. And, and, uh, and then you just have to kind of every once in a while empty the, the catch can, but dabble some stuff so in that could be, uh, but one last thing that I was saying, yes, I, yes. I think I sent you it on Friday, the, the Chris Doe clip. Yeah, you did. Or Saturday or whatever. Um, but it was this clip from, I guess, one of his, whether it was a 
a lesson or one of his videos and it was like a role play um not on a kinky way don't go there uh, a role play uh situation for like the classic what if your client doesn't want to pay you your mm. price yeah did did and, you watch it enough to get a gist of how he would react like if i pretend to be the client and you pretend to be chris doe yeah i'd watch it so like so chris is like you know he he's like um so my price he's like keep it easy. he's like so my price is a thousand dollars for this project and mm-hmm. then the client's like uh you know oh that's a bit much we don't want to pay yeah. that much and chris though would say okay how about i'll do the project for free and you give me a percentage of the like the product that's sold or the service or something like that Mm-hmm. and so the the client's like, okay go on like what do you what do you mean and he's like how about since like a service something he's like how about every new customer that you get in the door from this and i think they're talking about in a way of doing a video or something like a promotional yeah, video or something. Um, leads. yeah and he was like for every new customer you get in the door i get a percentage mm-hmm. uh from the sale and they were like okay what percentage are you thinking and he says uh he's like since you know i did this this and this um and since you know the video could i could do an absolute amazing job the video could be a killer how about 50 percent? and then the the guy's role playing as the client kind of has this concerned look in his face he's like 50 percent like, that's a big chunk and then and chris i was like you know what's wrong like you're, you're whatever and the client's like well i'm concerned because i'm concerned that if you do a really good produce a really good video you know mm-hmm. do really good work we're gonna get so many customers new customers in the door and i'm gonna have to give you i'm gonna be losing 50 percent on all those customers and you'll ultimately be making more than a thousand dollars i could do a bad job and then crusoe says yeah that's the point of what i'm trying to make is like yeah that's you're concerned about he's like then just pay me a thousand dollars pay me what i'm worth yeah right i should do that at work because that's the worth and i i was like oh my god that is <laughs> he's like next time a client does this to you try it because it's a it's a very because right there you've yeah, you've proven that they they can't afford to pay you that but they don't want to pay you they just don't want to they don't want to right they don't see the worth until you put it in a way they understand of like, well, okay, well, if I do a really good job and you get all these new customers, let me get a piece of that and I'll do the project mm-hmm. for free. And then they're like, oh, but then you'd be making way more than that. And you're like, well, then just give me that. Yeah, and go with the cheaper option. Right? I thought, I don't know, I thought it was just really cool and you know, classic Christo being a genius, but I, I just thought it was really interesting. That's been my biggest takeaway from a lot of Chris's videos is especially around the money thing and Mm -hmm. the rates and charging what you're worth and standing up for that and what to do when someone's like, oh, that's, that's like pretty expensive. Yeah. Like there was another example that I watched, um, Friday night after I, after we got back and put the episode (laughs) up of similar thing, just to wrap this up, a customer saying, uh, that oh, your price is too high or price or a customer saying, oh, we've, this project's due in two days and we, we need some, 
we need some headshots done yeah for this for this thing that we're doing you're at the current job rate is uh 800 bucks i think and chris is like oh well, i can do i can do the headshots for you it's like i'm really good at doing headshots and can execute really well on it we'll be able to do it in two days and and i really want to do this project with you so i'm gonna i would typically charge 800 for these for these headshots but since i really like you and i want to do this project i'm going to do it for for 1400 total 800 for the original project they were doing and then discounting at 200 bucks for right. a total of 600 for these headshots now for a total of 14 1400 customers like oh that's that's really expensive. And then Chris is like, well, I'm really good at what I do. And you've got two days to do it. And I'm already, I'm already discounting you. And then guy's like, well, if you could do it for 900, I'd say we have a deal. And Chris is like, well, for some reason that doesn't really seem like it's in the middle to me. And it doesn't really seem like a fair compromise. I'll come down to 10 to, to $1,000. Can we do that? And the customer's like, no, it's still think it's just a bit out of our, out of our price range, out of our budget. And um, Chris is like, okay, well, here's what we can do. I can charge you for the original project as it came up at the $800, and we can keep that, and I won't do your headshots. You can now go with the two days you have remaining, find somebody else to do it, <laughs> pay their rate, pay somebody else. And since you're getting it in two days, you're probably going to end up paying late, late, late fees or rush fees to get it done on time. You may end up paying more. Happy to happy to offer you the discounted price at whatever it is. But ultimately, like who knows? You know, you don't you don't know what mm-hmm. you don't know what that other price could be. It could be way cheaper, it could be way more expensive. And um customer was like, Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna go with someone else. And this <laughs> is like, okay, that's that's fine. And I and I appreciate that and I appreciate your honesty in telling me. And then cuts it off with that. It's like, well. And it's it's just it's, it's so interesting good. how you ha- how you handle a situation like that, as opposed to blowing up on the customer and saying like, "Oh, you're wrong for not picking me." You you well, can't give them a warning like you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna blow money at some point. That's the part that gets me is like, because a lot of people are like, "No, you're worth," and they try to get like really standoffish when it comes to that because you're like, yeah. "Can I just pay you a thousand instead of fourteen hundred? And they're like, "I know my worth. I'm worth more than that." Blah blah. And then they and then it turns into an argument. And I think it's, that's one thing a lot of people understand, but it's the way you handle it. That's the important That whenever I see his videos, I'm like, dad, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Right. Cause he's really mm-hmm. good at those scenarios, those role plays of like putting it in a way that the client will understand because mm-hmm. they don't understand what worth design has. Yeah. Most of them, like yeah. you say, well, we understand if a logo is, better we're gonna get more customer or whatever right they understand that way but they don't understand actually of like what it takes to do it Mm -hmm. and the worth associated with that but when you put it in a way of like well okay give me a share of that then instead i'll do this for free but then give me a share of all the new customers or like no yeah and it's like well why like well because you're gonna make more money off of that it's like then just pay me what i'm worth Mm mm-hmm Right? and it's can't wait to have that conversation. That's gonna be a good way of staying staying professional, but like, yeah, like kind of giving it to them, like, well, that's the option, right? And that's the you thing. You can have it the easy way or the hard. So, yeah, way. go find someone else in two days, and you know, 
And if you go to find someone to new, it. like again, if you if if it's someone that knows what they're doing, like okay, you you talk to them like yeah, I need this done in two days. Like you're you're gonna end up paying more because it's a rush thing. Mm-hmm. And they might even charge you double because they because it's rush. Yeah. So interesting dichotomy. It's in, it's just, interesting. As, as always, just great stuff to learn from. I love it. Yeah, I I gotta watch more of his stuff. I always like save a lot of the future videos to like my watch later and then I don't end up watching my watch later but uh mm, I get that but uh, but it's yeah because I, I had one I can't believe I haven't watched and it was like a Frank Stephenson one it was like how he got into the industry oh yeah oh wow you didn't watch that I don't, know, I don't think I've watched it either yeah I just, I have so much in my watch later that I just haven't watched yet mm. So, no, I, 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 I feel you there 100 percent. yeah whatever 100 percent. and uh yeah if anyone anyone has any questions feel free to send us an email to hide out the process podcast at gmail.com tomorrow the um site for the thesis show goes live i believe it's either tomorrow Ooh. or wednesday i'm not sure i think today's the deadline for them exciting so not not entirely sure um and then i think we're going to be judging those on on saturday mm. it's going to be very interesting very exciting very interesting. Can't Very wait fun. to see what uh what everybody did. Steven messaged me the other day and told me that he finally submitted his stuff. And I was like, nice. good on you, kid. Good on good you. Good on you. You finished it. You finished it. And uh Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? Process underscore underscore podcast. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very for much thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. The process. Assembly required.